Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. Hey, I'm Stevie, and in the last few years, I have built a wildly successful seven-figure business selling courses and digital products. If you're looking to create, launch, and scale a flagship digital course, or maybe you already have an online course and you want me to spill my secrets, this is the podcast for you. I believe with Wi-Fi, a little strategy, and someone to show you the way, anything is possible. Let's do this. Want to know more about Launchpad, which is my 12-month high-touch group coaching program where I teach you how to create, launch, and scale your flagship online course? Head to steviesayssocial.com forward slash launchpad now, and I'll give you access to a free training where I break down the entire strategy for a profitable, sustainable online course business, and you'll learn all about the program as well. That's steviesayssocial.com forward slash launchpad. Hello, welcome to today's podcast episode. Oh, I'm feeling good because, you know, when you start the week and you get right into exercise. So for me, I, you know, decided, yep, I'm going to lace up my shoes and I'm going to go for a walk. And I always find when I do that, I just get so much inspiration. Like all of the ideas come to me. You know, sometimes people say that it happens for them in the shower or it happens while they're driving or for me, when I go for my walks, I just honestly need to have like something around to write down all of my notes because all of the ideas come to me. And so that's what I did this morning. I went for a beautiful walk along the beach. It is the beginning of spring here on the Gold Coast and it is just this magical weather. I feel like everything comes alive and my brain is just starting to spark. (laughs) Uh, And before I went for my walk, I had no idea what today's podcast episode was going to be about. But 
One thing I was reflecting on uh, as I was watching, I saw whales. So I saw whales out in the ocean. They are so beautiful. Anyway, so I was watching the whales go by. It was just magnificent. Um, But I was thinking about how things are changing in the online business landscape. And, And I was really reflecting on it and finding it quite interesting kind of as I was thinking about it. And I thought, well, if it's interesting for me thinking about on my Monday morning walk, probably going to be interesting for you, for me to reflect on it in today's podcast episode on your Tuesday morning walk or your commute or whatever it is that you happen to be doing. So that is what I'm doing in today's podcast episode, because I think sometimes there can be this fear around, you know, XYZ isn't working anymore, or there's so many people coming into, you know, the online space uh, post pandemic or you know, oh gosh, I've heard it all. Like I've heard, you know, webinars don't work or you've got to do this type of challenge for your for your um, launch to work or, you know, ads are too expensive. Or And if you listen to all of this, it would feel really, really off-putting, right? And so I want to talk about five big changes that are definitely happening in the online business landscape and also how to navigate them confidently, but also not in like a real doomsayer way, because one thing that I know for sure with our industry is that we're in a fast paced, exciting industry. And I don't know about you, but that is something that I love. It's why I'm here right? We have these tremendous opportunities that the internet has given us over the last few years to to work online and to have these incredible online businesses. And with that comes constant change. I don't think it's something to be scared of. I think it's something to be aware of and to roll with it, right? So I've said quite a few times lately that, you know, the waves never stop coming, whether it's, you know, challenges with business or changes in the digital marketing landscape. You just got to learn how to surf them, you got to learn how to surf them. And so uh, I'm going to talk about five things that I have noticed uh, lately and how to navigate them, uh, but also how to look for the opportunity, right? Are you a glass half empty person or a glass half full person? Because whenever there is change, there are always the people that are saying, oh my gosh, XYZ isn't working anymore. What do I do? And there, there, there are the people that are looking at the opportunity and saying, how, how good How good in the hood. Um, And I'm one of those people. I hope you are too. So let's go through the five things that I've noticed. Now, I have a really unique viewpoint and I love it because I've obviously been in uh, the online space for about five years and creating digital courses and programs for a lot of that time. Uh, And I've seen so much change over that time. You know, even in the five years that I've been in it, so many more people have entered the industry. Things have shifted around. Uh, And I've also got this really unique viewpoint into the back end of a lot of digital education businesses through my group coaching program, Launchpad. So we see all the data come through. We see, you know, uh, so much data, so, so, so much data. So I can start to distill patterns and I love it. So here are a few things that I have noticed uh, that are shifting. So the first thing that I have noticed is that it's not as free and easy to generate leads for your launch events or for your funnels as it might have been three, four, five years ago. 
So what do I mean by this? Specifically, what I mean is, you know, let's say that you are going to put on a webinar or a challenge or some sort of launch event, or maybe you have an evergreen funnel and you need leads to come in there um, on a consistent basis, right? What I have found and what I have seen both in my own launches and with the data that we have behind the scenes is that it is more difficult than it was to get the same volume of leads that you could have gotten a little while ago. So for example, uh, the first few launches that I ever did, so my social media course, for example, my very first launch, I did a challenge for that launch. And I think I had like 2000 leads for that challenge, right? People signed up to, to go to it. There's no way that I would be able to get 2,000 leads without, you know, a really strong Facebook ad strategy or advertising of some sort um, these days, uh, or, or not just advertising, some sort of really, really strong traffic and visibility strategy. So it might be collaborations or it might be something else, right? Not, not as possible. So I did a little test with our podcast launch a little while ago. And I was like, I'm just going to go out to my email list and I'm going to go out on social to see where we land with registrations. And we landed at around 500 registrations. Now, two years ago, that would have been like 800, 900 with the same amount of effort, similar audience, et cetera, right? So what that means is a couple of things. I suspect that uh, people, you know, have... There's more launch events out there. There's more things to go along to, right? So there's more distribution of people that are inviting you to their things and there's more going on online, et cetera, et cetera. I also think that has to do with uh, ad traffic being more expensive, right? So you you would have in the past been able to generate leads for a webinar um, and just like a consistent stream of leads, That is not the case anymore. And so what I really think that you need to have a heavy focus on in the lead up to a launch event, and we work with our our clients in Launchpad on this, and it's one of the things that we always have to go back and be like, are you working specifically on this? Because there can be a tendency just to be like posting on social media and like thinking that people are going to come in and, and sign up for your launches, right? And you've got to have like a really dedicated traffic strategy, which is different to a visibility and nurturing strategy, which is what social media is for the most part. You've got to have a way of going out the door off your own social media accounts, not all about social media, and you know, collaborate with people. Or if you have an ad strategy or you have our paid to grow strategy, whatever it is, you need a strategy for getting more leads into your sphere. It's really important. Um, and it's more important than it used to be because you need to have, or, and you need to have a consistent focus on growing your audience so that when you get to your launch events, you've got those people there to invite to your launch events. Now, not all of those people are going to do that, but it is going to be a a heck of a lot easier to, uh, to get the numbers that you need if you already have an audience, then to try and get them in the door two weeks out from a launch event and they're cold, right? So fast, that that lead generation um, I'm finding is more difficult. And so therefore you need, long story short, like without the rambling, if I was to say in one sentence what you need, a year-round dedicated traffic and visibility plan. People know this like in their mind, 
it's a totally different thing to actually doing it, right? And so like, you know, if somebody says to me, oh, I didn't get the number of registrations, it's like, okay, well, what have you been doing for the last six months to get new people into your orbit, right? What have you been doing? Have you, how many collaborations have you done? How many X, Y, Z have you done? We've got a heap of strategies that we help our clients with, but it's really important. Okay, so that's number one. Number two uh, that I'm finding is that uh, same, same offers aren't converting like they once did. So when I first created my online course, it was a social media course for business owners. How broad is that? (laughs) Now, I suspect that if I was to launch that same offer again today, it would not convert as well uh, for a couple of reasons. The big reason is that there's more people creating social media courses for business owners. And so the game becomes great. It means that there's competition, uh, there, there's demand in the marketplace. The game then becomes differentiation because let's say that you're going to come new to market and you're going to create a course or a program and you're competing with the other five or 10 or 20 or 50 or a thousand other courses or programs out there about social media for business owners. Now, they're going to have the benefit of having been in the market for longer. Likely they have more of the authority piece because they've been in the market for longer. They have testimonials, right? They've got people that have gone through and they've seen success with it. So how do you stand out? You don't if you don't differentiate. And so the game becomes how can you be different? It's not about being cheaper because you never want to compete on price because it's a race to the bottom. And it's not about being better because you can't yet be better because you don't have the testimonials and social proofs that that other offers on the market do. So you can't be cheaper. You can't be better. You've got to be different. You've got to be different, right? There needs to be a clear point of difference when someone looks at your offer as opposed to another offer. And then the next thing that usually comes up is, right, okay, well, I need to niche. I want to be really clear here. Niching is one way of differentiating, but it is not the only way and it is not necessary in order to adequately differentiate yourself, right? A case in point here, I have noticed so many. So we're about to rebrand, right? And one of the big reasons, to be completely frank, that we're rebranding is because our business and our offer has been so successful that there are other people doing similar things to what we're doing now. And when I look at those offers and compare them to what we're doing, I'm like, we're not different enough. Like we have the benefit of having been around for longer. And obviously we have amazing testimonials and social proof, but if someone was to look at our offer or or our business at the moment and then compare it to another, it's not that different. And so there's a few things that you need to do. And I'll, I'll talk about more when we launch, like how we're differentiating ourselves. But an example, when it comes back to niche is There's a lot of people out there that are teaching like business for female business owners, right? And that's one way of niching, but there's so many of them now that it's not different. Everyone's doing it, right? And so it's actually different not to niche into the female business owner market. 
So that's an example where niche actually doesn't always equate with differentiation, right? And so you need to differentiate. There's so many different ways that you can do it, but what do you stand for? What do you stand for that perhaps is a unique perspective that other people don't necessarily have and that is solving a huge problem for people in a way that nobody else is currently doing it? It will mean that not everyone is going to be attracted to you and that is okay. But for the people that agree with that, your unique perspective, they're going to be keen on it. You can differentiate with like delivery methods. So is there a way that you could deliver what you're doing in a way that nobody else is currently doing it and that is completely unique to you? So you've got to look at every single part of your offer, right? And you've got to say, okay, how can I go into a market? And I actually recommend going into a market that has demand. If you're like, wow, I've found this space and no one else is doing it, that's a red flag for me. I recommend going into, you know, a space that has other people like market demand, right? Because you're not trying to introduce something for the first time, which can be a real uphill battle. But the game then becomes how can I be different in a way that is not being cheaper and not being better? And so that's the other big thing that I'm finding. That's number two. Same, same offers aren't converting as much. I'm actually going to add a 2B in here because as I'm talking, it's kind of coming up in my mind. And that is, it's aligned with this. So so this same, same offers aren't converting. 2B is that messaging matters more than ever. So I think a few years ago, you used to be able to get away with um, launching an offer that is pretty like, standard, right? Like there's nothing that special about it, but you know, like it solves the problem and, but you can't, you're like, you don't have the luxury of doing that anymore. Like your messaging needs to be chef's kiss. Like it needs to be on point in order to stand out. And you know, this like real broad messaging, like, are you feeling overwhelmed or do you want to, you know, work less and make more like all of this, like really standard messaging doesn't work anymore. And so you've got to like really spend a lot of time on, you know, market research, messaging, getting the actual words and phrases that people are using all it like we work really heavily with our clients in Launchpad on this because it is so important, especially where we're at at the moment, because going back to point one, right? Like the lead generation side, um, you've really got to fight for your leads, right? The way that you can still hit your revenue goals is with more of those leads purchasing. And so the way to do that is to have really incredible messaging that is just resonating with them, that is completely on point. So that instead of having, you know, the standard benchmark of one to 5% of people purchasing your offer, you might have like our, our recent podcasting course, we spent a lot of time on messaging and making sure that we just had that dialed in. And our conversion rate was over 10%, right? And so that's a massive, massive difference. And so these little things matter so much more than they used to because you used to have the luxury of volume, used to have the luxury of being like, yep, all right, one to 5% of all of these leads are going to purchase, but I've got 2000 leads. So sweet. Now it's like, okay, I need to really focus on the messaging and make sure that it's right so that more of those people are converting. 
So that's that. Okay, so uh, point number three that I'm noticing, and this is actually like it's all aligned, right, is that authority matters more than ever. So I talk a lot about thought leadership, having a unique perspective that makes you the leader in your space. You're leading the thought. It's not just boring how-to content, right? And authority matters more than ever. So there are plenty of people sharing online content these days. And if you're just ticking a box and you're just, you know, another one of those people doing it, it's not going to serve you because you're not going to stand out enough. So you need to really establish yourself. And this is through consistency, but you can be consistent until the cows come home. If you don't have thought leadership content, you're still never going to stand out, but it's consistency and thought leadership that allows you to do this. And this is like the work that never ends. Like if you want to be a digital course creator or you want to create online programs, um, we're at a point in the world now where it's very difficult to just get someone to come in cold off a Facebook ad and purchase from you. Yes, you have more chance of that happening if you've nailed your messaging, you have a point of difference, etc. But having like this ecosystem where you're just consistently providing uh, thought leadership and showcasing your authority and you're doing that on a consistent basis, like honestly, that has been the reason for the sustained success of my business. The fact that there's podcasts going out, the fact that people, you know, are listening to my perspective on something, right? You can't expect to come in these days and just be like, here's my offer. Nobody knows you. Like it's just so much more difficult to do. I'm not going to say it's impossible, but you're just making life so much harder for you, right? It's like the difference between somebody, um, inviting you to, so where I live on the Gold Coast, if you go up to Surface Paradise, there's all these people that walk around and they're like trying to get you to go to their pub crawls. They never ask me anymore because I've always got my kids with me. But a few years ago, they'd be like giving me brochures and they're like, hey, we've got a pub crawl on tonight. You just look at it and like throw it in the bin, right? It's because there's no trust. There's no authority. You don't know what this offer is. You think they want something from you. You think it might not be that great, right? That's the same as somebody seeing your Facebook ad. They're like, I don't know, you know. Um, But if it's like one of your best friends is like, wow, there's this party on tonight. It is so, so epic. It is literally unlike anything you've ever seen before. You have to come along. Like you're going to be there, right? So that's kind of my like silly analogy. But you need to have that authority because it is going to – be the thing that sustains you over the long term. And it's more important than ever. And I think the other reason why it's more important just to, to, to add to this point is that so many people are in the market now, right? That you need to stand out with what you are like putting across. Whereas like we had the luxury before, Um, And I remember, like, I remember five years ago, there weren't that many social media podcasts. There weren't that many people doing what I was doing. And so you stand out just by virtue of being the only one, one of the only ones doing it. I don't have that luxury anymore and neither do you. And so you need to focus on that authority, that thought leadership consistently, consistently, consistently. So number four is that I've noticed that, and this is, you know, related to, 
the algorithm changing and all of the things, right? But it's not just that. I've always actually thought this and I still believe it to be true. You can't rely just on social media. Now, I cannot tell you how many people I've needed to say this to recently. In the lead up to like, let's say you're you're leading up to your big launch, right? You can't just use Instagram as your marketing plan. Instagram, for example, might help you with a little bit of visibility, get you in front of, you know, a few more people. It'll help with nurturing and relationship building. And I'm not discounting it, but you need to get in front of leads, new leads and new eyeballs. And that is not social media. That is leveraging other strategies to get off your own platforms and bring people in. So it needs to happen in tandem to what you're doing on things like social media and emails to your list. Um, and 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 this is something like I do, like if I look at um, launches that perform really well and then launches that maybe miss the mark, a lot of the time what it has to do with is like this overarching heavy emphasis just on like posting on social media, but not actually doing anything to proactively grow your audience um, in between launches. So you can't rely just on social The fifth point, and I think that this kind of ties into everything else that I've said in terms of big changes in the online business landscape, is that pricing of your offers matters more than ever. So uh, what I see and and like the the general rhetoric around digital courses and, and programs is that, you know, they're amazing because they have no like hard costs, right? And so they can often be this like, real unsure, um, really being unsure around how to like price your digital product and sort of saying, oh, and then just like picking a number out of the air and tending to go onto the low side because you have this perception in your mind that it is going to help it to sell more easily. Here's what I know to be true. Uh, And actually we break down all of the maths. So if you've ever been interested in Launchpad, Um, and you want to see like our methodology around this, apply for Launchpad and we'll send you the training. So it's steviesayssocial.com forward slash Launchpad. And it breaks down literally all of the numbers around this. It's really eye-opening for people that go through it. Um, But basically you have a few levers that you can pull in order to reach like your revenue goal for something, right? So um, the levers that you can pull, and I'll talk about this in a future podcast episode as well, are um, your conversion rate. So the percentage of leads that purchase from you, the number of leads that you get, and then your pricing. And I mean, there's nuance to pricing, but I won't, I won't go down that rabbit hole today. So, so pricing, right? So the big thing with your pricing is that you need to make sure that you are pricing in a way that is going to give you the best chance of reaching your revenue goals. So the the truth is that the conversion rate, you know, the benchmark for a digital course or program is one to 5% of people that see the offer. Um, and we call this, you know, register for your launch event, but it could be clicks over to a sales page, et cetera, are going to purchase from you. And so if you're pricing low, you're going to need many, many, many more leads or a much, much, much higher conversion rate in order to get the same amount of revenue than if you priced, uh, you know, at a premium pr- uh, course or program price point, right? And so like my big advice for you 
where we're at in the world is that if you want to have like a profitable, sustainable digital course or program, you need to elevate the value of your offer to the price point that it is that you want to charge in order to reach your revenue goals. Rather than saying, I'm just going to pick this price out of the uh, thin air and I'm going to price it low and hope that that means that more people come in because it actually doesn't work like that and it shoots you in the foot and it can mean that you don't ever have the profitable, sustainable course business that you want at the end of the day. So, uh, And then the other thing that I see here as well is that you know, somebody will set a price for their digital course or program and they'll just kind of assume that it's all profit. And so like, you know, um, that then doesn't give them a marketing budget to spend money on things like Facebook ads. So when somebody says, oh, I've got my course or program, but I can't afford Facebook ads. It's like, well, is it built into your margin for your course or program? Because if it's not, it needs to be because you're never then going to compete with all of the other people who do have that in their margin, right? So let's say that there's, you know, X course over here and they've got a 30% budget for marketing. So they're spending 30% of their sales on marketing for their course. And then you're still organically trying to get it all working. They're going to move much faster than you, right? So you need to be pricing in a way that is accounting for the marketing costs, the delivery costs of scaling up your course or program and in a way that actually gives you um, the profit that you need to have a profitable, sustainable course business at the end of the day. And so the reason, like you might have noticed in the online space that, you know, it's just getting, it's getting so much harder. Like a few years ago, people used to, you know, create a $500 digital course and then they would just run Facebook ads to it and they would make, you know, like a two or three to one profit and be singing happy days, it's very difficult for that to happen now because ad costs are rising and it just, the math doesn't work out. Like you might break even or you might make a little bit of a profit, but if ad costs rose, then, you know, you wouldn't make that profit anymore. And so you really need to then start thinking about your digital course as a business and start thinking about, okay, we're going to set a price point. We're going to elevate our value to that price point. And then we're going to look at, okay, so what margin do I have for delivery? What margin do I have for marketing? And then, and then, and this is kind of getting a little bit more complex, but we'll talk about it in a future podcast episode. Um, you know, let's say somebody comes into a $1,000 digital course. Um, how can you start to increase the revenue that you're making from the sales that you're already making? So, you know, things like order bumps, or do you have like a, a, a path that those customers would take into another offer? Like, how can you start to actually think of your business as a whole ecosystem rather than just one course? Whoa, I feel like we went way kind of deeper on that particular point than I wanted to. But I do think where we're at in the digital course world at the moment is that there's a level of sophistication that you need to have when crafting your offers, when putting everything together that you maybe didn't need or didn't have the, you had more luxury for kind of just putting something out there and it used to do okay and you'd get more leads and you had all of this padding. You don't have that anymore. You need to get it right. And so to to summarize the five points that I've been through, number one is that generating the leads that you need for your launch event, you really need to fight for them now, right? Number two is that same, same offers aren't converting. If you don't know why you are different, then it's going to be very, very difficult for someone else to figure it out. 
Uh, 2B is that messaging matters more than ever. 3 is that authority matters more than ever. Four is that you can't rely just on social to generate leads. It is a visibility platform and a nurturing platform. It is not how you generate new leads. And number five is that pricing matters more than ever. And all of this is really interlinked, right? So the fact that you need more leads means that you need to really like look at how you're going to increase the number of sales from the leads that you get using things like, you know, differentiation, just timeless marketing principles, differentiation, messaging. Um, You need to make sure that you're at, you know, a price point that's going to allow you to scale your business. And really, if I was to summarize the big change in the online business landscape, it's that there's this level of sophistication that is needed in your marketing that you maybe didn't need to have because you had more padding and luxury a few years ago. These are all things that we help our clients out with inside the container of our Launchpad program. Uh, So if you're a current course creator and you're like, whoa, (laughs) I haven't got any of this sorted. Uh, If you're an aspiring course creator and you actually want to do it right from the first time, uh, you know, from the, from the very first step, um, come and check out the training at steviesayssocial.com forward slash launchpad. Let us know your goals. Let us know where you're currently at in terms of audience. Um, And if we think that we can help you, we'll send you a link to that private training. All right, guys, I hope that today's episode has been helpful for you. If you have any questions, if you just want to continue the conversation, all of the best combos happen in DM. Head over to stevysayssocial.com and I would love to have a chat to you there. All right, guys, until next week, I'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you've made it this far, hopefully it means you've liked it. Make sure you hit subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes and leave me a quick rating and a review while you're there. I would be so, so grateful. Want to say hi? Head over to Instagram at Stevie Says Social and send me a DM. Till next time.